Thank you for joining us for this recent message from Freedom Ministries in Crossit, Arkansas. Connect with us online at freedomministriescrossit.com and let us know what God is doing in your life through this ministry. Now prepare your heart to hear a word that we pray will bless your life. Thank you, Pastor Casey, and to all of the wonderful women and men of God that have gathered Mm -hmm. on this wonderful prayer teaching tonight about spiritual warfare. We also want to honor our pastor in her absence and to all of the saints of God. We are embarking on something that is going to transform our prayer life and the way we approach even our relationship to the presence of the almighty God, our methodologies and systems that God is going to change and give us an understanding and a revelation of the power of God as it relates to spiritual warfare. We just thank God for giving us and giving our pastor, Angie, this platform so that we can be able to teach and be effective in the things that God has called us. Each and every one of us, God has called us, and he's placed his power and his anointing on us. But sometimes the lack of understanding causes us to sometimes question if we have received anything from the Lord. So I thank God for the foundational teaching of spiritual warfare. I know a lot of times people um, talk about spiritual warfare in the essence of um, uh, speaking in tongues and and binding and loosing. And that is a part of it, but we want to get the principal foundation so that we can not skip over certain stages so that we can have success. As I was saying before, we need prayer strategies for victory. As we study the life of Jesus Christ, we saw his prayer life. It was not so much that he went in to do warfare. It's because he had a relationship with God in prayer. And because of the relationship that he had with God in prayer, it gave him divine capability to confront the powers of Satan. For remember that Jesus Christ was a man. He also was 100% man, but he also was 100% God, all at the same time. He did not draw off of the deity that he had in heaven. He had to come down to the earth as a man, the son of man, so that he can talk to us as the son of man. See, everything is going to be done as the son of God. We are the sons of God. But he had to depend on the Holy Spirit. So tonight we're going to go behind, we're going to go beyond the realm of head knowledge. We're going beyond the realm of head knowledge, sense knowledge, trying to comprehend the things of the Spirit. God is going to take you higher in the relationship, in your relationship, in your personal relationship, so that you can have a a firm belief in the things where God has called you to. There will be many misunderstandings here and many loneliness. Things will take place because God is taking you Mm -hmm. to a new realm of the Holy Spirit. And the methodologies and systems that we've been learning down through the years. For remember, I told you, I came out of a traditional background. I came out of a Baptist background and a Pentecostal background. I never had heard anything about spiritual warfare. 
The only thing that we ever did was go in and out of our structures where the pastor would come, the choir would sing their two or three numbers, the pastor we would take the offering and tithe, and the pastor would have a good word. But we never heard of the terminology of spiritual warfare. And even to this day, some churches do not have this teaching. And the teaching is not so much as to um, make a doctrine out of it. It is to give you tools, tools, tools where when God has called you to a certain position or called you to a certain um, ministry or called you to a certain office in the ministry, you will have the tools necessary to combat and to understand what is going on and what is going to be waged against you as a result of the call of God upon your life. We know that God has called us strategically in this season of prayer and intercession, but we cannot do effective spiritual work without a relationship with God. First of all and foremost, we want to we want to strategize. We want to lay a foundation that your prayer life is very important. Your relationship with God in prayer, spending time with the Lord, getting to know Him personally on a personal level. So we're talking about going beyond the realm of the of head knowledge. And a lot of times because we are um carnal minded, we are more carnal minded than spiritual minded because this takes place as you discipline your life in mm-hmm. prayer, as you discipline your your life in the things of God. And it doesn't come overnight, but we're just laying the foundation that Jesus, and I like what Jesus said in Luke 11 and 21. If you have your Bibles, I would like for you to turn to Luke 11 and 21, and I'm going to start reading, um, and then you can catch up with me later. But Jesus even dealt with the spirits, and he began to teach his disciples about, um, I'm going to start with, Verse, I want to start with 19, but I'm going to go a little bit further down. And I want to read verses 11, chapter 11, verse 14. I said, and he was casting out devils, and it was dumb. And it came to pass the devil was coming out, the dumb spake, and the people wondered. 15, but some of them said, He cast out devils through Beelzebub, Mm -hmm. the chief of the devil, 16. And others tempted him, sought of him a sign from heaven, 17. Now look at this. But he, knowing their thoughts, saying to them, every kingdom divided against itself is brought to desolation, and every house divided against itself falls. 18, if Satan also be divided against himself, how shall his kingdom stand? Because ye say that I cast out devils through Beelzebub? 19, and if I by by Beelzebub cast out devils, here Jesus is talking about casting out devils. By whom do your sons cast them out? Therefore shall they be your judge. 20, but if I, with the finger of God, cast out devils, no doubt the kingdom of God is come unto you. Now, look at this. 21 is very key. When a strong man 
arm keeps his palace. His goods are in peace. 22. But when a stronger than he shall come upon him and overcome him, he taketh from him all his armor, wherein he trusted, and divided his spoil. 23. He that is not with me is against me, and he that gathers not with me scatters. 24. When the unclean spirit goes out of a man, he walketh through dry places, seeking rest, finding none. He said, I will return to my house whence I come out. And when he came, cometh, he findeth it swept and garnished. 26. And then goeth he. And take it to him seven other spirits. We're talking about spirits. We're talking about demons. We're talking about devils. But Jesus is teaching here a lesson about a strong man going in to to take over uh, uh, this this arm this arm palace. He's talking about unclean spirits here. He's talking about what these unclean spirits does. That they these unclean spirit goes out of the man. It's out of the man. And these spirits walk and and dry places seeking rest, finding none. He said, I will return to the house. What house is he talking about? Is he talking about your natural house? No. He's not talking about your natural house. He's talking about your body. Your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, according to what Paul is saying. We house the life of God. And in your house lies life, health, spirit, life of good, life of bad house. He's not talking about the natural house. He's talking about your spiritual house. When she come out, and when he cometh, he findeth it swept and garnished. In other words, it's clean, it's swept. Then goeth he and take him seven other spirits more wicked than himself. And the enter in, they enter in and dwell there. And the last state of that man is worse than the first. So we're talking about spiritual warfare, how Jesus mm-hmm. began to talk about these spirits, the devil spirits, and how they come into a people and how they come into a house. And he's saying that you cannot go into a strong man's house. First, you have to bind the strong man. And you have to come into to 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 understand that you must be stronger than that strong man that you're coming after. And that's the Holy Spirit's job to give you that power that you need to confront these demonic spirits and to bring the victory. So we're here talking about the activity and going beyond the realm of head knowledge. We're also understanding that God has set us aside for such a time as this that we might equip ourselves effectively. And I also want to talk about our own personal spirits that we need to deal with before we can even encounter Mm. anything in the realm of the supernatural. First of all, we must identify the strong in our lives. What is the spirit that tries to, I know one spirit that always tries to attack me is fear. The spirit of fear 
it always tries to come and tries to attack me. And maybe it probably attacked you as well. But I come back that spirit with the word of God, which said God has not given me the spirit of fear, but power, love, and mind. So we're interested in, 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 in getting the knowledge that we need going beyond the realm of head knowledge. And the only way we can do that is we must fill ourselves with the word of God. What are you going to do when the negative committee report comes? We have people that come with negativity. Okay. Oh, hey. um, I was already no. Okay. Okay. I'll continue. Numbers 13, 31, and 33 says we're talking about the negative reports that comes going past the realm of head knowledge. And sometimes when you're trying to get somewhere, it's going to take the Holy Spirit to get you there. But we're just learning something. The Bible, the stories in the Bible are very good because we can parallel them to our own personal lives as we relate to spiritual warfare and learning how to be effective in waging an offensive warfare when the enemy comes in to try to stop you with all types of spirits, spirits of fear, spirits of doubt, spirits of unbelief, all kind of things that tries to attack your mind and stop you and hinder mm-hmm. you from going into the place that God has already predestinated for you to go. So we're going to study the life of Moses when he sent the 12 spies over in to look over into the promised land. And we know what happened for those of us that begin to understand this passage of Scripture. They didn't just go over there. They had to get instruction from their leader, which was at that time Moses. And Satan challenged their authority. But listen to Numbers 13 and 31. I'm just going to read just one passage of Scripture, and later on you can go back and read the lesson. Listen to what they're saying. We be not able to go up against the people, but they are strong than we. And they brought up an evil report of the land which they had searched unto the children of Israel, saying, The land, though which we have gone to search it, is a land that eat it up, listen to their confession. Look at that, what they were saying. Eat it up the inhabitants thereof, and all the people that we saw in it are men of great stature. And there was, they saw giants and the sons of Achan, which came of the giants. And we, listen to this, and we were in our own sight as grasshoppers. and so. We were in their sight. Their report was negative. This is how they saw themselves. They didn't see themselves as God saw them. They began to see themselves as grasshoppers, okay? Now, the devil always try to plant a picture and try to talk to you on what you see with your natural eyes. Instead of listening to what God is saying to you according to what he told you to do, the instructions that he has given to you and me, 
So the enemy will come in right after the Lord has spoken to you, something very simple like go and hug your husband or go and hug your children, something simple. I'm not going to even go into no no deep stuff, you know. I just want to just tell you something, how the enemy works. Then in your natural mind, you say, oh, I don't want to go hug my children right now. I'm busy. But the Spirit of the Lord is prompting you to go do it. So it's always going to be something negative that tries to stop you from doing what God has told you to do. And a lot of times we're not going to always understand why God is telling us to do it, but we just have to learn and get a, a sensitivity that God is about to do something great, and he's going to test our obedience. Now I want to read this. He says, let us go up at once and possess it. This is Joshua and Caleb. Two men that did not believe the report, the negative report, they saw God. They saw that they could get, they can take possession of it. Listen to what they said. Let us go up at once and possess it, the land, for we are well able to overcome it. But if you hang out with all these negative people, that's why I love Freedom Ministries. I love all of the saints at Freedom because you're a very positive church on the move for God, doing something that is going to activate the lives of many, 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 many people in the nations of the world. But you can't hang around these negative, fault-finding, criticizing, no-faith people. You got to hang around some people that say, let us go up at once and possess it, but we are well able to overcome it. Look at the spirit that they had, even past the negativity. Now, when they went back and gave Moses the report, that spirit of negativity hit the camp so that they couldn't couldn't even persuade the other people that they were well able. That's how powerful the negative spirit is if you allow it to operate in our lives. But these two men, Joshua and Caleb, Mm -hmm. they gave Moses a good report in spite of what they saw. They saw the giants. They saw the inhabitants. They saw everything that, that the other people saw. But look at their spirit. We are well able to take the land. And look at what we got to understand that God has called us, the methodology, systems, the way that we we approach things. We must have the word of God, and God is teaching us and telling us. I want to bring another negative story about how Nehemiah, when God, Nehemiah had, had saw the ruins of the wall, He saw that the walls needed to be built, Nehemiah 4 and 6. Oh, my God. He had a burden to build the wall back. This also deals with spiritual warfare and the negative forces that came against Nehemiah as a result of him wanting to go and build the wall and restore the walls of Jerusalem. Satan threw a a whole book of negatives at the Jews. I'm talking about a whole book. He began to plot. He began to talk. 
he began to get into the lead of Sam Valley Tobah, and they began to make fun of the children of Israel and Nehemiah as they began to build God the wall of Jerusalem. Where am I going with this, Minister Powell? I'm going to with this because I want you to understand when God talks to you, you're going to have to deal with some negative forces in your mind. God is, and the devil will use people to say things, and you got to know and overcome some things beyond the realm of head knowledge, what you see, what your mind is saying. This is part of spiritual warfare. We have to understand that God is in control. Mm-hmm. And I want to read just a little smidget of this lesson because I think it's building a foundation within your spirit that they too also had to face negativity when God was speaking to them about certain things that he wanted to accomplish in their lives. And the Satan will always come against you and come back. We are not ignorant concerning Satan's devices, Paul declares. Now, in the time Nehemiah, when the Jews began to rebuild the walls of Jerusalem, Satan threw, I told you, he threw some negative at them through the enemy leaders. Leaders, we have to be careful because God is holding us accountable and responsible for what we're saying and what we're doing and what we're teaching. We want to be biblically sound on what we're saying and what we're doing. We want to have an understanding because God has entrusted the fivefold ministry, the fivefold ministry, the apostle, the prophet, the evangelist, pastor, and teacher for the equipping of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come into the unity of the faith of the Son of God. God wants us to grow up. So he's going to use these fivefold ministry gifts to help perfect the church. And part of that perfecting the church is spiritual warfare teaching. It's going to perfect you. It's going to help you. It's going to build you. It's going to enlighten you to deal with the negative forces that will come against you when God is raising you up for Mm -hmm. greatness. And we understand that God is doing an awesome work. And I want to read a little bit in the book of Nehemiah just to build something in your spirit. I like the word of God. I like to give the people of God the word of God because it helps to ensure that we are correct. Now, listen to this. It says, And he, Sambali, spake before his brethren and the army of Samaria and said, What do these feeble Jews? Will they fortify themselves? Will they sacrifice? Will they make an end in a day? Will they revive the stones out of the heat and the rubbish? Look at this, what the devil is. Look how he talks. And Tobah, Amorite, was by him, and he said, even that which they build is a fox go, if the fox go up, he shall even break down the stone wall. You hear that? Nehemiah, that's in Nehemiah 4.20. No, Nehemiah 4.2 and 3. They did not move the Jews at all. 
They just called on God and kept working. So we built the wall, Nehemiah 4 and 6. Then next, the enemy tried again. Verse number 8. And conspired of them together to come to fight against Jerusalem to hinder it. There would be many times things will come into your life to hinder you, to fight against you, to stop you. But if God has given a word, you have to stay true to that word. Stay true to the task which which God has given unto you. The spirit of negativity is very contagious. It's very contagious, like measles. You got to watch it. It's contagious. That negative spirit is contagious. And it says in verse 10 and 11, and Judah said the strength of the bears a burden decays and there is much rubbish so that we are not able to build the wall. And our adversary said they are not known, neither seen, till we come in the midst among them and slain them and cause the work to cease. Lord, have mercy. And it comes to pass, verse 15, and it came to pass when our enemies heard that it was known to us and God had brought their counsel to naught that we return all of us to the wall, everyone unto his work. Everyone on this this call, this this ministry, you have a work to do. You have a divine assignment that God has put in your hands to do. But God is going to 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 strengthen us to do the work. Why? Because those negative forces is gonna come at you. And look at Nehemiah six and three, and then I'm going to emphasize one more thing, and then I'm going to open it up for questions because I can't just jump into spiritual warfare without giving you some foundational truths and stories that relate to spiritual warfare because I don't like to jump ahead of myself. I like to get an understanding. The Bible says, all thy getting, get an understanding. So that's why I'm taking this time out to show you about those that were in the Bible, who had to face the negative forces that came against them as a result of them obeying what God had given them to do. Then Nehemiah 6 and 3 says, I am doing a great work so that I cannot come down. Why should the work cease? Will thou leave it and come down? He said, uh-uh, I'm not coming down. I'm not coming down off of what God has called me to do. See, you have to speak positive, and you got to speak with authority. Eight says, then I sent unto him, I sent unto him, saying, there are no such things done as thou says, but thou frightened them out of thine own heart. In other words, people start talking and try to, remember I told you about the number one spirit this afternoon, fear, fear, fear. Don't allow fear and intimidation of others. What other people have, mm-hmm. God gave it to them. And what you have, God gave it to you. And you work in your lane. Do what God has called you to do. 
Don't let anybody intimidate you. Don't let anybody. I said don't let anybody intimidate you. But also in the midst of that, stay humble where that you can be teachable, where God can teach you some things. Then in Nehemiah, the devil even sent a prophet, a negative prophet, into Nehemiah, unto Nehemiah. Now, look at this. This is a tricky thing here. That's why you got to be really, really, really understanding what God told you to do and stay true to the task. Stay, stay true to the course that God has called you to. And I want to say, let us meet together. This the prophet. Let us meet together in the house of God within the temple, and let us shut the door of the temple, for they come to slay thee. Yea, in the night will they come to slay thee. These are all the negative forces that came against Nehemiah when he was going forth to build God, the house of God, the wall back. He began to talk about how these negative forces come. He even used a prophet, a prophet to come against the work. So we got to understand the essence that negativity is going to come in our lives. Even Jesus faced them in his ministry when they would come against him. But he stayed true to the task. He went beyond the realm of head knowledge. He went beyond the realm of just talking it. He demonstrated it. When he told the devil to come out, the devil came out. When he told the devil to be quiet, the devil was quiet. He had authority and power over the negative forces of unbelief. The enemy would come in to another spirit. I want to talk about discouragement. He would come in and try to discourage each and every one of us because it looks like our prayers have not been answered. It looks like everything is going the opposite. Those are the forces that will come against you as a result of you learning and understanding about spiritual warfare. God is about to do something dynamic. When your authority is challenged, God is saying to you, that continue to speak the word, continue mm. to pray, build a relationship with God in prayer, and God is going to reveal the strategies of Satan to each and every one of us. Sometimes the strategy is to be quiet. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Sometimes you don't always have to do a lot of talking. Sometimes you just need to do some listening. These are strategic, simple instructions that God is going to give each and every one of us because we feel we have to have the answer for everything. Sometimes it's not the time for you to talk. I remember, and I'm going to share with you, and then I'm going to um, close it out and have questions. I was doing a lot of talking in mm-hmm. in one season of my life. I was just talking and all, 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 going on and on and on and on. And the Spirit of the Lord said, I don't want you to do a lot of talking. I want you to do more praying. I said, huh? 
You say, I don't want you talking about that. I don't want you talking about this. I don't want you talking about that. I don't want you talking about what they did, what they didn't do, what they did, what they should have did. He said, I want you to stop doing a lot of talking, and I want you to do more praying. He did. He told me that two years ago. And as a result of me doing that, I see a change in my life that I'm more aware of of what is going on, and then I'm listening for the Holy Spirit to tell me how to confront it. And sometimes we don't always have to do a lot of talking. Sometimes we just need to do a lot of listening. Sometimes we have to have an understanding of what is going on because sometimes we use our head knowledge instead of using revelation knowledge. And this is part of spiritual warfare as well. We have to unlearn some things that we've been taught. Some of this stuff we've been taught don't have anything to do with spiritual warfare. Some of this stuff we've been taught is because we saw someone else do it. And God is trying to develop us in our hearts, our minds, our souls, our spirits, so that we can be true warriors of the Lord, we can be powerful in Jesus. We don't have to be aggravated and frustrated. We understand the nature of what is coming at us, and we want to have knowledge for the victory. Spiritual warfare just gives us tools. It's just a tool that God is going to put in our hands so that we can confront the challenges that face us each and every day. And I can go on and on and on and give you scripture after scripture, but I'm just laying a foundation because information without revelation is just repetitious to me. I want revelation with the information because with the revelation and the information, I can get transformation. That's what Dr. Samuel teaches us. And that's what we we want transformation in our prayer. We want power, but we must get revelation with the information so that we can get transformation, so we can be effective. That's what it's all about, revelation, revelation, who Jesus is. Jesus was a man of war. The scripture said he was a man of war. The, the scripture, Old Testament said he was a man of war. So we need mm-hmm. to understand what type of warfare that Jesus encountered. And his prayer life gave him divine capability. His prayer life, his communion. I like the word communion. How is your communion with God? How are you, is your prayer life relationship with God? First, it starts with communing with God. And I know that's what freedom does. We commune with God. And when I say we I mean, we as the body of Christ, I'm in it with you. We're here together, and we want to understand that prayer is very essential for spiritual warfare. We have to understand that, and we have to build a relationship with God in prayer. So I'm going to stop right there and open it up for questions. Um, Pastor Casey, I want you to uh, help me. Um, for those, all right, thank you. 
so that we won't have confusion. Mm-hmm. Um, you help me um, with the the questions. You know, if someone has a question, you repeat it for me, and then I would try to to answer it to the best of the Holy Ghost ability, which the Holy Ghost is the teacher tonight. I'm just the vessel that he's using, and if I I'm not here to tell you I know everything, but what I know I know about spiritual warfare. I know about that because I've been dealing with that for years and 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 in my own personal life. And I know that you can't give what you don't have, but what I have, I give it unto you. So we're going to turn it back over to Pastor Casey, and he's going to open it up for questions and answers. And um, if you have some more questions, just write it down. All right. God bless. Amen. Thank you, Minister Powell. Um, we do want to we do want to open it up. If any of you have any questions or uh, or comments that you want to share from what you just heard. Um, you, uh, I think everyone is unmuted, and you can just feel free to to speak up and, and share. Hello, everybody. I'm um, Amy, um, and I've been uh, on the first prayer call when you first started, uh, Minister Power. I actually missed last week, but however, still enjoying it. I actually go to His Way Ministries, but I have been on a prayer call with you all frequently, and I wanted to, um, you know, make a comment about sonship. Because in this season, God is showing me sonship and how important that is um, as far as spiritual warfare. Because I know that sometimes when we go out and we have great tools, all the weapons that God has given us um, as far as uh, spiritual warfare. But sonship, sonship is like God is showing me that is like an important tool because when we go out and we are confronting or we have to face you know, these different spirits that you expose. And I just really appreciate that the spirit of discouragement and how the enemy try to put um, fear and, you know, he plants seeds in your mind and then you begin to use human logic. And then that's when you just walk away from the total assignment period because of those things. He he put a little seed in your mind. And then that's when it, you know, you just pretty much walk away from the whole assignment. But um, just understanding friendship and, um in the relationship with spiritual warfare um do you um believe or you know what what role does sonship play with um spiritual warfare minister powell when you talk about being a son of god mm-hmm. yes yeah your sonship deals with relationship your relationship to god that's your sonship that's what gives you your identity your identity is because you are now a son of God. You you are a son of God. You're just like Jesus. You have the spirit of Jesus. You have the attributes of Jesus. You have everything that Jesus has, but you have to come into an understanding, and it has to be revealed to you. Right. See, a lot of times, see, you have to wait on the Lord. You just can't jump up and just do it on your own. The Holy right. Spirit, the Holy Spirit is the is going to give you the understanding that you need to understand who you are. Your identity is no longer in the old man. Your identity is now in the new man, and the new right. man is the, is Jesus Christ. And now right. you begin to walk out that light. 
people begin mm-hmm. to see, oh, my gosh, he's, something is happening to her, something. You even begin to see a change in your life. Why? Right. Because the less of you and the more of him. The less of you, the more of him. And as you begin right. to grow, you have to grow. You have to grow. Give God an opportunity to allow growth in your life. We try to rush the growth. But God yeah. is, is he, he's, the, he's the maker. He's the one that's making you. He's making you. You can't make yourself. See? And you can't compare yourself with anyone. You have to allow the Holy Spirit find yourself in a place of prayer. Find yourself in a place where God can work in your life. Find a place where God can transform the way you think. See, your thinking is all scattered. Right. You understand what I'm saying? Yes, ma'am. But once you, yeah, you, you, you know what I'm saying. See, you're over here, you're over there, you're over here, you're over there. You're, 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 you know, your mind, your mind is just going all over. And it brings confusion because now you don't know what you should be doing or what. Or maybe you do know what you should be doing, but you still need to get in the presence of God and allow the Holy Spirit to work in you and to finish the work and to begin to develop you and to mature you into areas of your life. Yes. And that's the working of the Holy Spirit. Did I help you any? Yes, yes. Uh, thank you. I just want yes. Thank you. I just really wanted to get an understanding of sonship and and thank you. Yes, you have. I appreciate it. Yeah, you already have that sonship. You're not looking for yes. it. It's there, but it has to be developed. It has to be revealed by the Holy Spirit. It's mm-hmm. the Holy Spirit job to reveal the Son. Jesus is the Son. He's the Son of God. He wants to reveal Himself. But you have to allow the Holy Spirit to do that. That's the Holy Spirit's job. The Holy Spirit's job is to reveal Jesus to us so that we can know. We want to know him. Thank you. You're welcome. Amen. One of the things that you said at the beginning, I... Um, I loved, and it's one of those things that that you know because you heard it a bunch of times. So when you said it, just something connected with it in my spirit. When you were talking about how Jesus came to Earth as the Son of Man, um, yes. And and when you said that, I I thought, well, you know, Jesus said, "All authority mm-hmm. is given unto me," and he was. The son of man, when he said that, he wasn't talking in his divine authority, and he said, whatever I have, I'm giving to you. Mm-hmm. And so we yeah. do have, we have the same authority to wage war against the enemy that Jesus yeah. had when he was here on the earth. That's a, yeah. that's a lot of authority. That's all authority. And so we don't, yeah. we don't have any lack. And, and one of the things that we've been, uh, praying about and and talking about here recently is just is taking authority and uh, you know we take authority in in the spirit and in warfare prayer but many times we have to walk that out in the natural um, because mm-hmm. we we don't wrestle against flesh and blood 
but sometimes them spirits that we do wrestle against mm-hmm. are living inside of somebody else's flesh and blood. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes. Sometimes those spirits are in us. Right. Sometimes so, those spirits, while we want to identify the spirit in other people, God is trying to get us to see ourselves. Amen. And this is very key. We don't want to be deceived. We don't want to be ignorant concerning Satan's device. See, Satan will let you see someone else. He won't let you see you or me. So the first rule, the first rule of spiritual warfare is what? Locate your enemy, my enemy, because we have them. And sometimes we can be our worst enemy. See, Amen. we gotta, we got to deal with ourselves right now. We got to ask the Holy Spirit to work in. We got to ask the Holy Spirit to help us because this level of strategic warfare that we're fit to enter in, we got to deal with ourselves. We have to deal with where we are. We can't skip over certain things. We have to identify if it's discouragement, if it's hate, if it's jealousy, if it's envy, if it's strife, if it's misunderstanding. All those things that come from our past. God is going to deal with us first. And then as a result of him working in us and helping us and delivering us from these different spirits, we're going to be able to help others. Amen. So we have to identify, you know, spirits of fear. I I feel spirits of fear sometimes, and I know that you probably deal with them also, but God did not give us the spirit of fear. Mm. He gave us the spirit of power, love, and a sound mind. But you have to come into um, a relationship with God to know that, that God didn't give me. What is this spirit? Why is I afraid? What's going on? Why am I afraid? Well, that spirit didn't come from God. So once you identify with that spirit, you begin to lay hold and say, now you say, no, no fear, devil. No, no, I'm not receiving no fear. God did not give me the spirit of fear, but power, love, and a sound mind. And you begin to, to say this to yourself. And as a result of it, you people can see the maturity in you. They can see it. And it's not so much we want people, we want God to see us. We want God. See, this is this is this is this is about a relationship with you and the Father. So we're dealing with the negative forces that might come against us and misunderstandings and confusion. We don't want to be confused about our assignment. We don't want to be confused about who Jesus is. We don't want to be confused about our sonship. We don't want to be confused that we're the bride of Christ. We don't want to be confused that we're the body of Christ. We don't want to be confused. We want to have the fullness of the revelation of God in our lives, operating. Amen. And I can go on and on and on, but I'm going to quit it because I get excited. (laughs) I love it. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Well, we are, uh, I think we're getting close to the end here. Um, Mr. Mm -hmm. Mr. Powell, thank you so much. 
love this teaching. Uh, I love um, how I think one of the keys that you mentioned a little bit earlier is that when we get in prayer, God reveals the strategy to us because yeah. we may see, like you said, I may I may be having a problem with somebody else and I see the spirit in them, but I have to go and get, let God show me myself first, and then and then out of that, He can give me a strategy for how to deal with this other person. But Amen. I can't deal with it. I'm going to be in the flesh, and and it, all them wrong spirits will be operating because that's what's in me. That's what's connecting with the with what's in them. Unless I get in the presence of God first and take care of what is in me, and so yes. we just give God praise for that revelation because that right there, you can't help but have victory mm-hmm. with that revelation right there. Come on, Mr. come on, Mr. Powell, you can't. You can't have any defeat if you know I'm going to go into the presence of God and hear from God about myself. What is it in me that's that makes me react like this? What is it in me that's making these things happen to me? Why am I in this situation? God, show me myself. And out of that, he gives me a strategy where I can overcome anything. I can't, I can't help but win. I can't help but have victory. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you, Jesus.